All right, what's poppin', ladies and gentlemen? We're back. Episode 3 of the Young and the Reckless podcast. I'm your host, Matt Amha. Let's get it. Um, I'm here. we back with the co-host. Introduce yourself, boy. Hey, what's up? Luke Head, H-E-A-D. <laughs> Yo, and yeah, so we got one of our friends from back in the Dizay in the building today. The young no, poet, you. young Why Love you Jones. Um, he looks Nigerian, but he claims that he's from East Africa. Stop this. You know? Stop um this. Yeah, yo. So introduce yourself, bro. My name is Justice, and um, <laughs> also known as Juice. You know, so <laughs> what do you do? Alias. What do you do? Uh, you know, I'm just doing poetry here and there, man. I'm just the number one. Just poetry or what? You know, I'm just doing doing me, man. I'm doing poetry. Yeah. So this guy, so Juice, Juice is has won what seven in a row? Like seven in a row. Seven poetry slams in a row in Toronto. He's one of the one of the most popping up and coming. Poetry cats in the city does his thing. It's gotta be a record. Uh, interesting guy as well. It's gotta be a record. Huh? Um, in middle school, I mean in high in 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 high school, he once texted a girl. <laughs> no, it was over MSN. It was over. <laughs> yo, I need to clear the air on that story, bro. Okay. Like, tell tell the short form. Okay, yo, like, see, you know, man's had like a bedtime, you know, like at nine o'clock. So like it was nine o'clock, right? And I'm, we all know who the person is. I don't really need yeah, to no, say. Yeah, no, no, no names. You really, no don't really need no to say names. any names. But faster version of the story too. So I had, so I had my homeboy go on my MSN, and I was on the phone, under my covers. I'm telling him, te- I'm telling him to say this, say that, and I said the wrong thing, you know. And she felt away, and I'm like, Yo, how could I, how could I, how could I finesse the situation? Yeah, how could I finesse the situation right now? And I was like, go on Google, search a poem, Starry Nights, sent it. She put me on blast to uh, Matt Giffen. And basically, Shut we call this guy Starry Nights Starry for four Nights years. For so if you ever see if you ever see him in public, know that his name is Starry Nights. Yeah, man. Um, again, one of his parents is Hutu. One of his parents is Tutsi. You know, it's is African, that true? African Romeo and Juliet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he has he has That's a dope little story. Up. But so like before we really get into shit, uh, maybe share one of your poems real quick so people can get a little little bit of a taste of what you do. All right, man. So I got one right here. <clears throat> Don't yell into the mic. No written. I know. Um, I know it's been a while. S- sorry, I know it's been a while since you've been around. You're still my motivation to get us off the ground, to ball for my Hoya like AI in Georgetown. The reason why I stay up late working on my sound. Last time we connected like this was with the umbilical cord, and I ain't talking about Hondas, but I hope that we're in accord. That from here on in, you're there till the wheels fall off, and the time we spend together is our biggest reward. You see, I. Had to grow up quickly. I started losing my hairline at the age of 20. True. Because shit hit the fan, like Ron Artest. Like the flan, I went to Brampton, headed out west to a foster home because my parents were upset at each other and they didn't know what was best. Domestic violence had me walking to school with a face full of scars. Police didn't hesitate to put me in that car. My mom's gone mad. Not the ones against drunk driving. Schizophrenia is the biggest mountain she's climbing Going through episodes, I'm tired of seeing reruns It's like all of a sudden you forget that I'm your son And rumor has it, you try to put us in a casket Hands gripping us tightly, police lights flashing At the age of seven, my whole life came crashing down So I get up on stage, lashing out And I know you're not the one to blame But I want to point the finger at someone so bad But since I can't, I still pick up your meds at your closest pharmacy Your blood flows through my arteries. You're a part of me. You left holes in my heart, but I still love you wholeheartedly. Bomb bomb. 
Yeah. That's big time, man. Bomb, bomb. Powerful shit, boy. Yeah, we know that. That's powerful shit, though. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's, big. that's Justice Mwine. It's a little snippet. If you hear him coming up, just know you heard of him first. Jules. Our boys are doing things out here young, but... Yeah, so let's so let's get into things a little bit. So, um, our co-hosts here, Luke and Justice, they they have um, very regular debates about beef. life. They, yeah, they sort of have What's like beef, a bro? they sort of have like <laughs> an ongoing they, they sort of have like an ongoing dispute every time they see each other or every time they're on the phone. Every time I see one of them, one of them is gonna tell <laughs> me about you? a debate they had with the other one at some point during that week. Every single time I see one of them, and it's just like an ongoing thing. So I thought that I'd bring it and broadcast it here live so we could all hear one live in studio. Because they are pretty interesting. Okay, <laughs> how about this? How about this? What do we think? Or because, okay, so as young people, and I think most of our listeners are probably young, right. under the age of, let's say, 26, 27. Young and reckless. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool if they're older, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts out to our older listeners, though. Mm-hmm. My parents, probably. <laughs> OGs. Um, but let's say, what are some... Um, sort of preconceived notions that people have about our generation or generalizations that they have of us, like our character. Like I was saying yesterday, people think that we're sort of entitled, right. we're lazy, right. we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're socially obsessed with things that don't matter, Not all right. these sort of things, right? Right. Which I think to an extent may be true. May be true. But we can identify with people like us and people we know that we sort of see as successful or not like the rest, that those sort of things don't apply. Like, what do you guys think about that? I'm, I kind of side with the old people on that. <coughs> Whoa! Mm, this guy's Benedict Arnold, bro. S- switching sides, dog. But like, explain that. Explain that. Well, like, kind of the, the critique that I've heard is that <coughs> um, I remember even being in my HR class, and um, my teacher was describing <coughs> how kids like us, young kids, go into the workplace after they finish school, and, like, they don't get the job they want or the pay isn't enough. They're, you know, they're, they're leaving school expecting to get, like, $80,000 a year. Yeah. And she was basically saying that there's no precedent for that unless you're at the top of the game, you're the 1% performers in whatever category you are. Mm-hmm. You can't just jump, you can't just enter a field and immediately be making $80,000 a year. So what do, what do we see that as a reaction to, though? Or what do we see that as a cause of? Like, why do we, why do you think that happens? Like, is that a failure of our school system, the fact that we think that, the world is just, or is that a sort of like, like people talk about like the coddling of a generation, right? Mm-hmm. Do we see that as a reaction to that? Because we, we've we never really been told like like the truth about the world that that waits for us. I, th- I think it's somewhat a product of the school system, but I think it also goes back to um, our, like our generation has been in the unique position that I don't think we've had to work for as much as previous generations have. Life isn't as yeah. hard. Um, like they, for the most part, paved the way. Like you can talk to people who still have parents and grandparents who work, you know, like 50, like 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. And, so, and we, well, I'm going to speak for myself mm-hmm. in Canada <coughs> and I can't speak for other people, but I had it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot I had to worry about during my childhood. I never had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, never had to work to put money on my table. Th- those kind of things were just provided for me. And I think is, oh, especially in surprised. Canada, at least the people that, that, um, kind of were in my, I guess, class, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the ca- same kind of thing. Do you think that you're speaking from a place of privilege, though, by saying that? <clears throat> or do you think that that's the norm? No, I, no, I don't think that's the norm. I don't think that's the norm. I don't think that's so the norm. So just because that's your experience, though, would you define that as, like, the general experience for people in our generation? I, or would I you think say that, that you I think that people, exceptional experience? I think that people are definitely struggling less than they than they used to be. Where? And, like, the struggle might be might be different in terms of things Where you have though? to battle. But now now I think the struggle is more 
Um, like before, it would be like you get out of you get out of school and you're you're working nine to five no matter what. Like you're doing you're doing what your father is doing. Okay, so we're but we're talking relative to where we live now. In terms of life being what easier. Do you mean? So like relative to North America, Toronto, Canada. Like the Western world. Right. Because in like obviously people east of us, or like if we look at Africa, Asia, um, basically anywhere that's not like a Caucasoid country, that that that's not really the experience that people share in. Where like I have people in my family that didn't yeah. that just don't have the opportunity to get out of school and then go to another school. Go yeah. to school for four more years. They gotta go no. straight to the farm. You gotta go straight to yeah. this. If you're a woman, you gotta get married, married. and go straight to this. Have and kids. that's still a reality for I, I think the majority yeah. of people in our generation. And so I we're think, speaking from a Western and perspective. I think I think those people who had to, who had to do that would be better <clears throat> prepared for Real workforce. Yeah. So yeah. if like let's say there's X country where um basically go through the stuff that you just described. If they came over to Canada and did four the years first. and then went to the workforce versus me, like they'd love it. No, not only would they love it, but they it's would the they would be you. so much better than better I would be. Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, the work ethic has been instilled, like, since a youngin. It's, a bit, it's been instilled in them in a way that it just in, hasn't in uh, us. Yeah. And, like, they had to. Like, their life depended on it. But then, okay, too. Okay, so I would say that that's, that, that's a privilege. And, that just, like, that just comes with our privilege of being able to grow up on this side of in the world. In this side of the world, right. And all that, all that shit is just relative. Luckily, we just... We happen to be born in the year, and, and I don't even—I don't even see it as necessarily, like I don't—I don't even think there was necessarily <clears throat> malicious intent in it. I think in that what? like what? the the generation before us had the unique opportunity of, like prosperity that nobody had ever really seen before, and so obviously if you make like a, a boatload of money and you came from their parents raising them and you came from working nine to five, and you suddenly have a kid and you have a bunch of money, mm-hmm. you're gonna give that kid whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But I would say too, the generation before us, in terms of socially speaking. So people call the generation before us, one, baby boomers, but, like, children of the revolution. Because, like, the revolution as we know it is, like, the 60s, the late 50s, the early 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And their children turned out to be our parents in terms of age-wise. Yeah. They're all generationally in, in, the, in the same sort of space, right? But we can see that that whole sort of revolutionary spirit died down in the years since then. Mm-hmm. So people see the generation that, fell, that falls between us and the actual people that were pushing the revolution forward as our parents' generation, and they see them as sort of failing us socially, sort of, because they didn't push forward in the same way that their parents did, and in the same way that we sort of see us now doing. You see what I mean? I don't know if we're not pushing. I don't know if we're not pushing, though. No, no, no. no. I'm saying we we are. Our parents' generation didn't in the same way that we are and their parents did. What? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know how old y'all's parents are. Like, (laughs) No, no, no. Well, okay. I like I don't think I don't think that we that that like, there was like a dark age. I don't think like that 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 generation is a dark age of like growth and evolution. I don't I don't see it as a dark age where there's no In terms of social change? Yeah. I don't see it like that. Like you might like it's hard to compare it to it's hard to compare it to the generation before it cuz that was exceptional. Yeah, ex- sensational. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. But <laughs> but the thing is is there there was so much ground gained by the generation previous to um, to theirs, that uh, like a lot of a lot of the big battles are like kind of the the big ideas. Um, Don't like they, say they've it. been they've been tackled for for a bunch of years, and so after like it, you can start fighting a fight, but thirty years later, regardless of whether or not things have changed or not, um, and I think it, it did change a little bit. 
the like the fight the will to fight is going to be that much because I think you'll have some gains. But in the generation since, we seem to have found all the things that they couldn't or didn't or didn't decide to. Like if we see the same way that we're fighting or the, like the what, movements like, being Give me like an example of one. BLM, um, Occupy, <clears throat> um, and Occupy all over the world, like Beijing, um, New York, Toronto. Wall Street. Yeah, all over, right? But like we also benefit from the internet, <clears throat> which they didn't have. Which they didn't have, yeah. Like yeah, how, 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 how easy is that? Well, Such not, a not easy, but, but then how I'm much saying easier every, is that made it? Every generation in human history didn't have access to the internet. We're, we're, we're the first ones that have sort of grown up with yeah. it. Yeah. And, but, but we also grew up pre-internet boom as well. So we have, so we can sort of kind identify. Of, not really. I remember nah, having. Nah. I did. I didn't have access to a computer like that until I went to schools. Like maybe until middle school, had access to like a what? solid nah. computer. Computer. You, you never in elementary school, or bro. Halfway through <laughs> elementary school. Yeah, you could go to like you okay, could go okay, to okay. the library. Okay, Cell so phones, all that. Elementary. Uh huh. So we had until about what, <clears throat> six or seven years old. Yeah, but even then, like that's getting in early. That's early. Though. That's getting but there in are early. people now born with born an i born with an iPhone in their hands. Because that's yeah. the, that's just the times are in. Yeah, right exactly. Now. So yeah. I'm saying that we have some sort of space in our existence. We're the last ones. But how much but how, how much thinking do you do between zero, zero and six? And six. No, you can't. But a lot of your intellectual well, not a lot of your intellectual identity, but a lot of your identity that makes up like the like I the hear what you're saying that makes up the sum of who you are is built in those initial those, years of life. I heard it's like first seven years. Emotional identity, yeah. intellectual. identity. Identity. A lot of that grows when you're later and like in your more formative years, but a lot of it starts when you're four to seven, four to eight, four to nine, a lot of who you are. And of course, like all of that is subject to change as you grow up and your sort of environment changes. But yo, a lot of that shit starts then. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what I'm saying is that, of course, we had access to the internet, but every generation that came before us didn't. And we saw a lot of people accomplish a lot of great things without the internet, devoid different. of the internet. And we just didn't see the same from the generation so like that came your, right what's before your dark, us. What's your dark age period? Like, what years is that? Yo, I don't, I, I don't know. But my whole thing is just the generation before us, I feel some, in some capacity. But, like, people, so we're all, like, 20. Like, what age? Like, what generation specifically? Because well, baby boomers are, like, post-war. So that's Yeah, so generation, um, I'd say anybody that's not born, like, Maybe but like, post, so post it, 85? If we if we just say if we just say that it ended like after the like let's say like nineteen seventies it ended. Like after the huge hippie movement and Woodstock and mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix died and stuff like that. We'll say if it, let's just say that it stopped there, just for the purposes of the conversation. I think there's been some serious social <coughs> change since then. It might not be the same thing that happened like ten years prior wait, to Wait, to wait, what'd you say? Post post Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> well not po- but like post like nineteen seventy. Like if we if we use that as our marker for for when the dark ages began, I think there's still been some serious positive work and social change that maybe um, just just by the fact that it's compared to the generation before them yeah. isn't regarded it's sort as of highly, but it's still absolutely there and it probably works in ways that we don't even realize. Like no one in this room was alive during the 1980s. Like we don't know what was yeah, going on. Yeah, nobody was alive in the time before then. But we, now we have access to the internet. We could read in depth about it. We can study the things Yo, that they did. And the actually, that it had. So, someone someone brought up this question to me. It's like, are we in a new dark age? As oh, into wow. like, what do you mean? So there's so much misinformation. No. No, you don't think Absolutely so. I'd say not. this is the golden and age. And it was like, and because you have to like just to get like real. What a time to be alive. Oh, what a time to be alive. If anything, maybe we're in an emotional dark age, 
because we're so disconnected from each other each and from other. the things that go on outside. Right. Because we're all like this. On our and phones. I'm looking down on my phone right now. I don't even know. So it's sort of, no, 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 150%. Oh, we, like social media has made us like. We don't social. seek human relationships you in the know? same way that we do. And I think that social media and our phones has really have interfered it. with our natural processes of getting to know, know each, each other. other. And sort of socialization. We now socialize online. And in a way, it's good because it globalizes us and it brings the world together. The world becomes small. But those but people no, beside you, people don't seek human relationships and human interaction in the find same a balance, way they once did. I think it's, it just it came on so quickly that people are just jumping onto it and not letting go. I no, think if we yo, can find a balance... It, it motherfuckers in our generation are addicted to addicted their phones. To it, I like addicted in the same way that yeah, a crackhead is like, addicted to crack. It's like a sugar rush, right? And and we're, people, just, we're in the early, set, we're in the early stages of a sugar rush. Like, oh my God, this stuff is so great. And yeah, then exactly. But 10 that, years down the road, everyone's going to be dragging their feet walking around saying, we got to get back to the to the stuff that made us happy. In exactly. The but what I'm saying is right now, right in, now in the, in the stage right, right now, right is, now. Is, is an emotional dark age. Intellectual uh, golden age. I don't know age. emotional dark age. No, I absolutely think I it is. Bro, I see bad, it in school bro. every day, it's dog. Bad, bro. Like, people can't hold a conversation with each other no more. You know, but me. young people are awkward. That's what it is. Like, it's not. No, no. I don't it's think different. No, it's different. Talk. Okay. If we're looking at the way that older people see us, talk to them about our social abilities. Or the ways that we socialize. Talk to parents about that. Because that's the one funny thing that I see. Yeah, All of but them. But my, parents, but my parents came from, like, like, like villages, bro. Where, like, they have no technology. Like, that's yeah, all same. they... That's really all they had. Yeah. Like, human people. interactions. People. Like, you'd see random... Like, you'd see people and you just wait. Yeah. No one even says hi. On the street on here. The street. No if an Ethiopian hi. person well, sees another Ethiopian huh? person on the street here, not they're saying people. hi. No, man. There's too many people to say hi to everyone. No, not to everyone. Even I could go to Kampala and it's the same thing. It's a city capital city uganda and like people are still saying hi to each other but just passing and by it's a metropolis yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you never smile at someone no one's ever smiled at someone to you like, not, I mean, like not as frequent or not it doesn't happen as rate. much as like i would if I oh would yeah obviously right? obviously yeah, yeah. You know obviously it's a cultural difference here it we're is. more obsessed with i there they're more open to we and that's just a fact and yo like you live in a part like you don't even know your neighbor fam like yeah, you no, have no clue. Like you have I don't know no my neighbor either. I don't know my neighbor. What the fuck? Yeah. But and do I do I want to know my neighbor? Yes, you probably yeah, do. You probably do. And it's I the think person who lives I right think beside we're you. conditioned to want to. But since then, we've been our life has sort of taught us to not be concerned with those sort of things because we're concerned with I. We're concerned with the things that happen in our house, in our home, in our lives. Do you think we've been condi- conditioned to think that way? Like naturally, we want to know. Yeah, we want to. Yeah, yeah. So That's I think we've saying. been conditioned yeah. to like just think about like this individualism and just think about ourselves exactly. and what happens to us. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm it. saying, and I'm saying that that's you not know? natural. And no, it's that's not, not natural to us not. as a species, but it's just what we've what we've learned. Mm. It's just all learned behavior, all of this shit. Yeah, it's fucked up still. Well, what do you think caused that? <clears throat> uh, like, when did that start? Like when we started moving into huge cities, or it just happened recently? Nah, cause I don't, I don't know. I think know. it's like a, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's a function of these, yo. Uh, phones. Oh, he's 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 only have his phone. <laughs> yeah. I think cause when did the phone like pop up? Like it was like really get like accessible and popular. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I I had my first phone in grade five. Yeah. Grade yo, that's yeah. crazy. I had my first phone in grade eight, bro. Yeah, well, I had my phone early. I don't, I don't. I think <coughs> the phone really played a part though. Like the phone. <coughs> As soon as you could, and social media, like... But I also think it has a huge, it has a huge potential to, to positively impact things once we kind of figure it out. Like, it does. You? No, of course it does. But we have to learn to limit ourselves. We have to learn how to use it and how to use it at its maximum capacity. Yeah. And use it in a way to where it doesn't take anything away from us. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, so but we get the benefits of it, but it doesn't like drain, drain us of us. all of our energy and drain us of everything we have. And to where when we're having a bad day, we don't come home and text 10 people and go. Yeah. Send a message. Just get text. a bunch of responses or post to Instagram and you get a, you bunch, get a of bunch of likes. And you get a dopamine hit every like. You're like, ah, ah, Or ah, you go on Twitter, ah. you get a sick tweet. You have a fire tweet. Yeah. And you just get bare retweets. Yeah. You, know? you should be able to get that in real, in real life, life. And in the real world that we exist and in. Go are, out and meet somebody new. Go to the coffee shop and say, what's up? And have a conversation with people. Like so many people are popping on like social media, but aren't popping in real life. Yeah. No, no, this is a good conversation. Like not popping in real life, fam. And I'm like, yo. Yeah. Like you're whack. As Rachel in the other room says, that's so fucking true. Yo, like, but bruh, that is a legit poison on our society. I know, this is, and this is from I, my perspective. Uh huh. You will see, and you know too. You're in the nightlife. Like you, yeah. you, you go out every weekend. Yeah. So I'm sure you see it, bro. Bro, people out here, you will find somebody. And I'm stealing. This, I'm stealing this from from Tax Stone, who just got locked. Free, free, up, free tax, free, free my boy. But yo, so you will see people out here, a hundred thousand followers, a hundred thousand followers, homeless, homeless, a hundred thousand followers, nowhere to live. So what? A lot of them. But That's, they, but they portray a, and perpetuate this idea that they're some sort of celebrity, right? So they exalt themselves socially and think that they're better than everybody else. When in reality, they have nothing to offer to the world and except for the number on the top of their Instagram profile. It's a deception. At the highest level. And that sort of thing is like we have to learn to, 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 to seek and find value in ourselves and not the value in what other people think, think of, us. of us. Like, what do you offer to the real world? How many of you, how many motherfuckers with 20,000 followers can't read? Come on, bro. Floyd. Nah, come on. There's a bro. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot. But how do you deal with those people? Like, what what would you want to do? Because my kind of thing is just uh, I don't like that's cool for them. I just don't really pay attention. I think maybe them. in school there should be some sort of social media literacy class where you're literally teaching kids to f- not to concentrate. And Wait, not to in put what school? University or grade? <coughs> no, 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 no. Oh, grade school. Like grade when you're grade young. school? Yeah, yeah. Of I course. Mean, now, 100%. now, because like technology. Because we so have to be. Inf- you have to start while young. Like technology is so influential. The curriculum right has to be updated to yeah, keep up with the, with the time. But, but you're talking be. about you're talking about identifying people who are fake or disingenuous on the internet. I don't think necessarily kids have to learn how to do that at a young age. No, no, no. I'm saying make sure you don't become one of the people that feels the need to become that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and well, that's of, but that that'd be more of like a personal growth development class. But school should social. be what helps guide you in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think that should be the function of it, school. You don't think it does? No, no, no. <laughs> You don't think it like at all? No. <clears throat> how many things did I learn in school that actually applied to my real life? But how much? How much of that is is because of you? Like how a much? A lot of it. How much personal power did you have to say? Like like uh, my in example, terms of the curriculum. Like my example with, is with with math class. Uh-huh. Like I was I'm always been terrible at math, uh-huh. but a lot a large part of it is due is because I thought that I was terrible at math. But like, why did you think you were terrible at math? There's a reason you thought you were terrible at math. I, 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 I probably got a bad mark on the <laughs> test, and I was doing it or slow. The real reason time. was I wasn't doing my homework. No, because teachers were giving you packets and not giving you the attention that you probably but, needed in class. But there's or also people who top. do amazing in math class. Yeah, I so yeah but some people... No, no, well, some people... I didn't do like, my homework. That's what's wrong No, well, some people, I think, do have a natural inclination to be good at things. I don't think that exists. So you don't think that people... In the same way that a kid can have a natural inclination to be an athlete, you don't think a kid can have a natural inclination towards mathematics or numbers? No. No, I don't know. I think think so, because I was that kid who was terrible at English. Remember, we're in the same English class, bro. You weren't terrible at English, I was shit at English, fam. Like, the only thing I was good was the poetry thing, like, where we had an assignment. Sonnets and shit? Yeah, that was You think that's a product of, of, like, your genetics, or just you didn't read books when you were little? Like, what is that a product of? Because I I look at Uh, it like this, like... If if you can 
if you practice something, you're going to get good at it. And it sounds super simple, but if, if I was raised in a mathematic household, like it, let's say my dad was a, was a mathematician, I would be sitting here good at math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. And, but I'm saying... The, I, there's a lot of personal <clears throat> responsibility that I think sometimes we skirt and we can say, skirt. oh, listen, sure. the, <laughs> the teacher didn't do this, the teacher didn't do that, the curriculum wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, and this might be this might be a school problem, this might be a parent problem, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is we have a personal responsibility to get good at things, to get better at things. And we, we need to be taught, if anything, how to identify our weaknesses and how to improve on those. No, see, but I think it's it's I don't tough. think that's a school's job. I think it's tough to tell a 12-year-old to have the intellectual capacity to be able to identify your weakness and tackle it full, no, no. full strength. No, but no. I think But I think it should be the function of the 35-year-old teacher that went through their undergrad, that went through teacher's college, that maybe got their master's, to be able to identify a child that needs help and help them in a way that'll help foster the sort of change that they'll need to see later in life. But like, I had so many like the whole the whole after school classes that like oh. you can come in on lunch. But you instead can take of the putting, test again, I had many, so much leniency. But in my how many? Math but how many teachers? How many teachers put kids down? How many teachers filter kids into applied when they're young without them even realizing what they're doing, they are, yeah. streamlining them into a direction in life that they'll never be able to get away from? How yeah. many people do I know in my own personal life that wouldn't even have a shot at university? or any sort of higher education because school essentially blackballed them into going into another direction academically. No, because when you're young, who the fuck want? I didn't want to do school when I was young. I don't want to go to class. I don't want to have fun. Of course, now I see I'm the exception to the rule because I was able to realize that and then tackle that on my own in my own time. The shit that I learned, the reason I speak like this, the reason I know what I know, it's because I did it in my own time away from the classroom. When I was in class, I was yeah. tripping out. You guys saw, everybody saw me. I wasn't in class. But that's that's a big part of it. Like school, it's it's not going to give you everything. So you but have it should give you something. something. It does. It, you, I to think you, it does give you something. But I know a lot of people that school has failed. In and, every no, sense and, of the word. But like, and I'm saying that like that <clears throat> that is a function of how how they acted. And if I don't want to sound like you know come off like an asshole, but it comes off <laughs> as as a function of their approach to it. And I was the same way. I told you guys about math. I'm bad at math because I didn't practice math. But I think that's a different I'm not situation. Bad at math because the school was terrible. No one told me. They people pulled me aside and my privilege, this and that. But people pulled me aside. Math that teacher said, "Listen, if you want to get better." This is what you have to do. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And then two weeks later, I'm playing Xbox. I'm playing COD 4 in my room. God. That is privilege, though. Some kids don't have access to those resources. Some kids don't have access to those sort of teachers. Some kids don't have access to the the system in the the same way that you do. At the school that we went to, you could go up to the math teacher and ask them. Academically. Because I would say you would be treated a lot. Our school was very academically inclined. inclined. We was. went to a school where they wanted you to be an elite academic performer. Trust and if you weren't, if they you weren't, weren't really that was a problem. They weren't really if you weren't, to... they were... No, no. I go there now. I go there now and speak to administration now about it. And they still try to do that shit. If you're not performing up to the standard that they want you to, they spend, they're spending 80% of their time on you figuring out how to get you out. A hundred percent. What do you mean out? Like out Just of the school of, into another school. Because we, we know that... Like, we went to a school where we were high academic performers, a peak school, mm-hmm. but the schools that surrounded us weren't necessarily Word. the same thing. You had, like, Danforth, <coughs> Eastern. I, I'll try not to name names, but yeah. Yo, I'm going to name names. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yo. So they wanted to get us out of that school and into those schools. <laughs> they, well, they wanted us to get us out of those schools and into, like, the neighboring schools. Yo, shout out to Danforth and Eastern, yo. They're East still they're not terrible schools, though. Huh? In comparison to the one we went to, they were. Come on, bro. Nah, no, man. Keep it real. But and I remember, yo, and I remember, and I remember no. our guidance counselor. Like she would say, like, <laughs> universities really looked at the high school you came from, and Riverdale was one of those high schools that 
I mean, the university looked. Yeah, it just it, it was just more prestigious when it came to academics, and they knew what they were looking for. Like they knew where they're getting top-notch students. Like, like do you want to go to Princeton? No, or do there's you de- go to there's definitely college? advantages to to the school you went to, but I'm saying. There's there's also a component of personal responsibility in your life. No, there is, and I'm not I'm not saying that there Gosh. isn't that, but I'm saying more needs to be stressed and more needs to be put on the teacher. These teachers need to be better armed mm-hmm. to arm us for the real world that exists out there. So like and what? Like how does that manifest itself? Like what? In the classroom. But like what type of like are you talking curriculum changes or? Oh, hundred. The curriculum should be yeah, curriculum. completely. Flat. I don't want to anyway, watch. Yeah, yeah. Ca- I don't want to read Catcher of the Rye, fam. But yeah, yeah. yeah but yo, like, you can read that and get a lot of value out of that. No, no, no. no, no. I can't. I read that book. My mind was. I read that That's book like you. a year I'm ago. That's not necessarily black, what I'm I'm struggling black kid from Toronto housing. Why the fuck do I want to listen, read Catcher of the Rock? I hear that. No. Why the fuck and do I, I want to read well, that? Did you give it a chance? I. Okay, Ria, Rachel's saying that she Go back and read it, man. Yo, 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 yo. You can I'm relate saying, to that character. I'm yeah, saying yeah. less so even that, but that's 100% a valid argument. I don't want to be given a bunch of. Okay, one, I don't want to be prejudged by teachers that before they even know me, they see the community that I come from and the kids that I hang out with. So they have this preconceived notion about a 12-year-old, or how old are you in grade? About a 14-year-old kid that they've never met. Yeah, no, like that's, so that, that's bad. But what's like the curriculum the changes? They have. Like aside from like a bad teacher, <clears throat> like what's the curriculum change? Okay, well that? them, one, not giving you a bunch of handouts every class and not ever teaching you anything. They just give you handouts and sit on their desk and go on the computer and go on eBay and buy shit. Because <laughs> I, I had a bunch of teachers like that. that. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I, don't I had like a bunch that, of teachers man. that would just give me handouts, sit I, on I their computer. Drop, I want to drop names right now. Yeah, but no names, no names, no names. And sit on their computer and just search it up. And I and I know for a fact teachers used to say about me and the kids that a lot of us used to they hang used out to with that. so much shit. Yeah. They used to be like, yo, oh th- this God. kid's going to be giving me chicken nuggets one day. This kid's going to be at McDonald's. He's get like relegating us to this life of on the on the sort of outside of popular society that they thought that we were fit for because they didn't like us as people so, so they treated us worse than so like so we get rid of handouts and then we'll, what we're just doing no way like something like we like the the alternative school that we went to I want to like and I love style? that school no no but yo yo let's try to so because the first thing that we were no talking names. about like the whole reason that we got into this was like the social media thing right yeah yeah so I think even teaching things like social media literacy to kids that are young would better arm them for the real life and the real world that they're about to walk into not even as adults but as high school students as middle school students mm-hmm. and as college students than teaching them about World War II eight times every year there's what, a world and when what if wh- they wanted to do it with handouts listen when world history no well that's lazy and they should be fired because teachers should teach papers shouldn't teach the teachers should teach the teachers making money every year to lecture and I teach think, the class. I think the, the papers. Were teaching, no, I. Well, I think some I of them. I think some of them were. But too many of them I weren't. Think some of them were. And yeah, what I'm. Fuck. What's about to say? But you, like, you're not gonna learn shit when your ears are closed. Huh? Like, there's sometimes in some classes where I just wasn't receptive to to the uh, to the material that he was giving out. But that too was a function of like your so earlier school years. And it was yeah, due to like your history with school, <clears throat> and it's like, fuck, I don't. want You learned that's an okay response because you just learned to do that. Like you learned to check out because of the way that you'd been taught prior mm-hmm. and like your school situation prior. Like me and the kids I knew, we learned that we didn't like school early. So when a teacher would act up, we'd seen it so many times. We'd been categorized so many times mm-hmm. and treated a certain way so many times that when we saw it, you're so frustrated, you just check out. Yo, fuck this. Because you don't know the consequence of saying fuck this to school when you're 15. You don't know that it's going to literally ruin your life. You know how many kids right now are probably in jail, world crashing down, fucking the whole world is closing in on them 
because they they said fuck you to school and when they were 14 years old mm-hmm. and they didn't know that they'd have no other option but to get out and do some criminal shit when they got out mad people yo so but like so let's say you have you're a teacher and you have an hour for your class whatever class let's say it's the social media literacy how are you structuring that differently from the classes that we have today to foster to foster what you were talking about in terms of like teaching kids one i'm teaching kids i'm speaking like what does that mean so like 20 minutes discussion there's no there's no handouts at all like how are you how are you structuring that because my memory of high school was there definitely was handouts, but you also had discussions with the teacher. He would stand up at the front, he would talk to you, you would take notes, Some, you would ask the questions. Ones, the good ones. Like, Some. Like, no, no I, names. No names. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, is asking questions, is a, the, t- the dude standing at the front with a piece of chalk like, yo, writing and then you ask questions? I don't think that's a bad way no, to teach. No, that's a great way to teach, but we didn't see that enough. I didn't see that enough. I thought when I saw we that went, plenty, Yo, man. when we went, like our fifth year, that was better than four years at the high school that we went to. A hundred percent. Yeah, the structure there, I, of it. I was there too. So. If you weren't, if you weren't ready for it, you were gonna fail, and that was that would be on you. They're not, they're not babying think, I don't you. I don't think people failed that what? showed up to class. It, yeah, but I'm saying it, I don't think anyone. Failed. If you wanted to do well, <laughs> you would do well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, a lot of people failed. I can name no, names but, right now. No, but, but like want people to. who like didn't go or no like, people that came still day. failed. People that were in our classes still failed. Hundred percent. Because what? Because the. They didn't because, hand in their shit. Because they weren't serious, yeah. yeah. But that's the same reason that you fail in other schools. But in other schools, they're fake on top of you and they're telling you to streamline into other things. You just give the, the, the responsibility to a 17-year-old person. You say, yo, you have to do this, 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 this. Teach you in class like everybody else. But if you don't do it, that's on you. And that's all you can really do. But I'm just saying, too, a real stress, just, yo, we have to reform the curriculum, reform the way but that how? we teach kids. Like structurally, I'm, like how would you, how would you? I think smaller classroom sizes <coughs> is a big thing. But that's kind of that's just a logistics thing. All right. Like how physically would you would you change? Oh yeah, yo. And what I was gonna say too is like when we're taught things like world history, kids, oh, kids, kids that are young, I hated kids that, that are young need to be able to identify Fight, the fact yeah. that the world is bigger than England, Germany, Germany and France. And yeah, the and world Spain. is bigger than that. The world is bigger than World War One, Two, and Three, and the Allied forces yeah. sort of impact or whatever on it. That's the world is bigger shit. than that. That's real shit. That's a that, that's all we. Are, not only is the world bigger than that, that is like the smallest portion of but the isn't world. Isn't that in world like because we're learning in Canada? Like wasn't that? But we have the opportunity to learn about other yeah, places. Don't call it world history then. Not call it like, call it Caucasoid history yeah, or like. Let's yeah, be real. Like Near East history, bro. You know, like. That's I, not world I, history. I remember, I remember from... All right, like, so think, name it differently. Exactly, four, that's what I'm saying. Because that's just disingenuous, though. It is. And it when is. you have black students but and students of color in your classes, it's a dangerous it's thing dangerous. to learn. And you, you think that, really, like, you think that they're, they're sitting in world history learning about World War II thinking that there isn't enough about other places in this? Oh, uh, yeah? yeah? That's exactly what not, we were thinking. Yeah, exactly so what perspective do you teach on? Like what World history. You teach the world's history. Like the beginning the of the world. So the what's, world the, what's the world's a, view of, of World War II? What's no, the non-Caucasoid no, 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 I'm not view saying, of I'm not saying don't no. teach World War II. Wait, hold on. I'm not saying no, don't no, I'm teach saying, World so War II. So if you're going to teach World War II, how do you teach it from a non-Caucasoid perspective? No, I'm not you're saying not don't. Re- hold on, hold on, hold on. No. I'm not saying don't teach World War II. I'm saying don't teach it eight years in a row. Yeah. Every single year, that's, that's all we learn. That's not the only thing you should teach. We didn't learn anything else. I didn't learn anything else about Africa even Asia or like... Nothing, bro. You didn't learn about the Mongols. I did think in China they're learning about... like. Do you think about China, they're learning about Canada? No, but I can tell you that in Africa, they're learning about Europe. Europe in Africa, Europe, they're learning about North Canada, America. I can't tell you about China because I'm not US. Chinese. But in you my know. experience, 
I know people in other places are learning about fast. Um, I went to Africa. These guys in the village, are you from the prairies <clears throat> in Canada? I'm like, what? No. Could you name me 10 African countries off top right now? Probably yeah. not. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but no. probably not. And most people probably couldn't because they were never taught, taught things that, like that. You know? They were not taught about the but world. I also like would struggle to do 10 American states. Like There's a lot of shit I would struggle no, with. Can't. That's just no. sad. No, yeah, no, you can't. Stop, bro. You I'm telling you right now, we walk out. We we walk outside. Name ten American states right now. No, I probably. Can't. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. we walk outside in the hallway right now. Anyway, every it would, still take me, it would take me a little while, though, <laughs> no, to be honest. No, no what is bro? Wisconsin. We're so influenced by America. No, 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 we're not gonna do it right now. We're not gonna do it because yeah, we only have like ten minutes. But if we walk outside in the hallway right now, every ninety percent of the kids that we ask could easily without effort. For sure. So I'm just saying again, that's a function of the failure of our school system. But so how? But so how would you change that? Like how? What would wait, you do wait, to wait, change wait. that? Just let me go a little bit further on, on on the idea too. I'm saying that that too is a function of the reason that we can't empathize with people in the way that we should be able to, because we only learn about a certain type of person, yeah, a certain, certain type, type of, of culture, group. a certain type of people. So we only learn to empathize with them. We can only relate with that struggle and true. those no, ideas. Okay, well, as a people that that's come true. from outside of that I realm, that, like, we're telling you that that's what happens. Yeah. Like, I 100%. hated world history class. I, I was in the same it. classes that you guys were in. I hated Yeah, I hated because, them. I hated them. I failed them. That's all we were talking about. That's all we were talking about. Europe and, like, the Western world. That's really it. Which is... Rachel's in the other room nodding, too. Because every single yeah, person I, of color that went to school in Toronto will tell you the you to, exact same thing. it's hard thing. for you to relate because you're not really <clears throat> someone of color. You know? And they're actually mentioning history of your grandfather, like your ancestral history. And I'm saying too. Over and over again. So you can appreciate that more. Like someone like me, I can't, fam. And that has an impact on the way that you eventually learn to see yourself and your people. Yeah. When you're never taught, you're, you're never taught to see power in your culture. In your classroom, you're taught to see power in the culture shit. and in the and in the people of people that don't look like you. Real shit. Not in people Tr- that look Toronto like you. Toronto is like one of the most multicultural cities in the world. But unfortunately, how, that is in the classroom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How how is how is a curriculum supposed to be created that will meet all of the country's needs equally? But why is it just only? Because no, that he, those are the people that created the curriculum, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, but we're saying the curriculum Canadians is broken. The curriculum hasn't changed in decades. It's broken. Sure it has. You don't know that, man. Well, I do because I speak to administrators. I go back to our high school regularly. And said, and said what, 40 years ago we were talking about the same stuff that we're talking about now? I'm, our parents World were taught things. Impo- still important. No, well, okay, okay. It's that not, doesn't change. My mom went to high school in Canada, the end of her high school years. Yeah. She was taught the same bullshit that I was taught. And she went to high school in Montreal. Like what? World War Two, World War Two, but that's World important things World to learn about. But it's not the yeah, only but, thing we should learn so about. Is, absolutely, so is the so is the biggest thing. continent in the world. Yeah, yeah so. it's like, and that biggest continent in the world has is so influential. Like it's so it's ripe with life, and it's ripe with culture that people can't identify with, unfortunately. And I, and like I think that's a lot of the reason that we see the social issues that we see. We can just kind of leave it at that and wrap that shit up like, like that. Because this conversation is deep, yeah, and we can deep go deep for hours. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, we got about five left. <coughs> but yeah, like, let's not talk about Blue Jays. No, no, because no. yo, like, it basically, it basically <laughs> yeah. just goes as simple as that. And again, like, for for people listening, I'm, sort of I'm with you on that. They should definitely teach. They, you can definitely yeah. improve it. And we're not saying like World War Two like shouldn't be like addressed. You know, like it shouldn't be. Should always remember. But there are other things like there definitely are. Talked. I'm about. just interested in in exactly how that would be implemented. And like what what that would mean because okay. like it's cool to talk about to say we should have more of this we should have more of that but I don't know how it would actually oh, you're gonna how you would actually do it. So if if we're teaching a class called world history, let's really teach the history of our world, the entire world. No, well you you can <laughs> give you can give a revised history of how we got to this place. 
you can give a, a revised history of, hey, there's this place called Africa where... Yeah, the first place. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All you hold on, hold on. Learn that. There, what did we learn in Mr. Jingles class? Hold on, 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 hold on. Okay, we can teach that there's this place called Africa where the first humans that ever existed were from. Right. This place called Africa existed. I learned that in grade 11. No, you didn't. Hold on. Yeah, and I failed it because it was so shit. Change that, Rachel. I said in the name. Yo, 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 yo. There's a place called Africa that existed. These people existed hundreds of thousands of years before a white person ever walked the earth. Okay? We start there, right? Because that's a true fact of this and world. that's not being said. And then listen, listen. The reason not, that white people... That. Hold on. The reason that white people became white mm -hmm. is because they migrated north mm -hmm. and evolution turned them to become white right. with blonde hair and different mm -hmm. features. In the same way, that's why Arab people exist and Asian people exist. I learned we that. Have to, yeah. We, I learned that because I did my own independent yeah. no, research. No, no. Mr. Mr. Uh, history no, teacher bro, taught you did that. No, Sorry, you hold on. 100% though, Luke, if you know that, I want to argue that you know that because your friends are black right. and they're conscious black people. Yeah. No, I no, will no, 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 listen, listen. I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you $500 that I used to live in Oshawa, okay? <laughs> I guarantee you $500 that if I walked around to 30 people in Oshawa and asked them, who are the first people of the world? Where did everybody start from? They would not be able to tell you. Where did Christianity start? And that's your. That's my. They'll tell you your. Right. Huh? About shake the people on in it. Oshawa. Want to shake 100 on it? Hundred <laughs> percent, they would. I, I can, Ask I can, people I can where Christianity came from. Ask people what Jesus looks like. like. Ask people um, the truth. And I'm saying that we can identify the. Hey, look, there were kingdoms in Africa that existed. Before the Queen of England, before right. King James, I, I did my grade. Mansa I did my Musa, grade fam. eleven history project Mansa on the. Musa. I didn't learn about the richest man who ever graced the planet in school. Okay, wait. Let, let me make a point. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I learned I, my grade eleven project, my final project in right. history class was on the Kingdom of Kush. Huh? Sorry, what? Continue. My for for grade eleven, we all had to do like a civilization that rose and then fell. Yeah. I did the Kingdom of Kush. This was that was on the list of <clears> things that you could choose from, and I'm saying that I was in. A similar, I don't know if you guys had the history teacher I'm talking about, but in yeah, that class, waste, he went over class. with Jared Diamond, he went over evolution, he went over homo sapiens. He told us, he literally told us that everybody came from Africa. And I'm just wondering how I'm sitting in the same class or similar classes to you. They all get the same curriculum. Then how, how you have a view that we're not covering stuff and I have a view that, yeah, we went over that. Maybe not in the detail that you think is sufficient enough, but I'm saying we still went over it. It's not like they're putting horse blinders in us and saying, absolutely not. Okay. We're not learning any of that. Okay, so I'm saying that I I took the same class. <clears throat> I failed this class. I left right. that class. I failed this class as a function of every every single class. I would sit there and argue with this teacher every class, all class, because the things that we were teaching were not relatable and were not related to the actual way that things happen. One, he for some reason was obsessed with explaining to me that e that Ethiopia was a colonized country and we were colonized which, by Italy. Which was it? Which was Which it? is just historically inaculate yeah, and completely yeah, disingenuous. Well, this is beginning to sound like a personal <clears throat> attack on him, though. I'm saying like No, well, I'm saying that this is something that can be but related with every student of color that went to our high school. Right. And a girl from Oshawa just told you that she can relate to the same plight that we had and we're in downtown Toronto. And right. I'm telling you right now, if we talk to a kid from New Brunswick, Brunswick. Halifax, Alberta, anywhere in, in the country, they'll tell you the exact same thing. And I like I get that that that, that you can't relate, obviously. Yeah. Like if we have different it's experiences. You're a white kid. You're you're learning about your history every year since you first and entered. You feel school. like that's blessed. Like you. So like, and I, like I don't fault you for that, obviously. But it's different experiences. That, that hold on, hold on. was the. Yeah, but so it's different ahead. experiences that lead to differences in our interpretation of things. But yo, we're gonna continue this thing. We're gonna be talking next week again. Big, all big, three big. of us. I feel like we should end on like a little bit of a happy note because. 
I don't know. Like that was a pretty like yeah. that, that was a pretty intense conversation. <laughs> yeah. And yo, like two, what what I want people to just take away from this is yo, think about this sort of thing in your own life. Wrestle with these questions on with you too. And we went from everything yeah. from social media to it's culture crazy, crazy to school. It's crazy how the topics just yeah. Like but these flowed. these are things yeah. that yo, I wish more people our age talked about and spoke about. And I want people to know that yo, it's dope being smart. It reading is cool. Mm-hmm. Fuck trying to be like yeah, people yeah, that yeah, that yeah. aren't really that way to begin with. Because mm-hmm. everybody's just chasing this sort of false idea that nobody can get to either way. Mm-hmm. So just know, yo, being you is dope. Stop trying to be like other people. Know yourself. Like Pick my up man's tracksuit. Know, yeah, know yourself. Dumb, even if you're dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cool. Yo, just be who you are. But <laughs> being smart is dope. Just work right? on it. Like myself. If you know you're dumb, just yeah. work yeah. on it. Take personal dumb. responsibility for yeah, your dumbness. Come on. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, but being, being smart is dope. So keep reading. If you're in school... Grind, you know what I'm saying? Don't take the easy way out, keep pushing, everything will get better and you'll figure it out as long as you got a good head on your shoulders. Um, so that was episode three, the Young and the Reckless podcast. Say, say peace to the people, peace to the people, <laughs> peace to the people, man. I yo, we're I gonna copy me, bro. We're gonna have Luke, Luke will be back, obviously. We're gonna have Juice back. Hopefully, Juice is never coming I, back. I'm gonna, try to, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to get, yeah, no, you're coming. Um, yeah, yeah. Rachel obviously in the other room just said peace to you guys too. But hopefully we're gonna have Juice back next week. We have a special guest in the building next week as well. Bring um, Rachel in. Bring Rachel in the booth. Let's get a new producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire, but yo, fire thank point, you guys. Firepoint. That was a good at point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan's gonna be here next week too. Our Sick. executive editor of the magazine. Oh yeah, too. Be sure to read the magazine. We got dope stuff coming up young and coming mag, out. Young mag, young mag. Um, next young week mag. we're back on our footing. You know, we got things back in action, back and rolling. Bye. Yeah. So again, thank you for listening. That was episode three of the Young of the Reckless podcast. Peace. Come on.